I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday, and I'm here with Cha-Cha and Anna Navarro. This is Behind the Table. All right, Friday is my favorite day for many reasons. Oh, for the love of God, you say that to all the days. It's mostly about the weekend, but it's also wonderful because Anna Navarro is here. And more importantly, really, Cha-Cha is back. Cha-Cha was not here for our last podcast. I feel like we were missing out on something. She brings an energy that I think is important. How do you like, are you better when you're traveling with Cha-Cha? Look at this. How can I, I think the entire place is better when I travel with Cha-Cha. In fact, it's become a problem to not travel with Cha-Cha. Yeah. Right. Because I'm so I I'm I always take the same flights most of the time and it's almost the same flight crews most of the time. Then I come to and stay at the same hotel. And so when I don't have cha cha, the uh, gate agents are mad. The flight attendants are mad. I come here and the and Courtney, who drives, you know, picks me up every time is mad. The hotel people are mad. I come here and everybody's asking about cha cha. I mean, I, I spend more time explaining why she's not here than the, it's the like difficulty when, of traveling with her. It's like when Ben Affleck goes somewhere and Jennifer Lopez isn't with him. They, you're a couple. People are very invested in you, and I think that's what happens. I forgot to tell you this. No, yes. I, did, I think I did text you this, now that you mentioned Ben Affleck, because I think they I talk about a couple's Matt Damon. So I ran into him on a plane the other day yeah. on, on the way to Miami. He was going over there with his wife and his children, his daughters, because it was his mother-in-law's 70th birthday, and I guess she lives in Miami. Anyways, I went up to him. I said, hello. And we talked about um, how he was supposed to be on the show. He was going to be on the show for Oppenheimer. Yeah. For Oppenheimer. And uh, two days before he was supposed to be on the show is when the SAG strike started. He walked out of the premiere because it started yeah. right when mm-hmm. he was in the premiere. That was a big story. But uh, hopefully he'll come back and hopefully that's, it'll be over soon. That's what uh, both things I agree with. And, yeah. he, and he said he would come back and that he did enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. He's a great guy. Um, He's got right. great teeth. So I heard something. I, I'm a little stunned by this. I heard that you've been listening to the podcast or you listened to an episode of the podcast at least this week and you had some thoughts. What were your thoughts? I only listened to the one with Sarah. Okay. Because I think I saw what was posted and somehow I knew this was going to end up being about me. Oh, because in your last appearance here, we talked about the fact that she was annoying in the morning with her positivity and chirpiness. And then we revisited that with Sarah. Right. She was, you know, she said, I guess her reason for being positive, she said what, that it's she's grateful, not positive. No, uh, she's yeah. she's irritatingly positive. Yeah. But um, I mean, maybe one day I will be too if, you know, with the if I maybe for me it would probably require medication <laughs> or some sort of other assistance. Well, but, I think you get your strength and power from being annoyed at things. I think you and Joy are very similar in that way. That what makes you great on the show, what makes you great. Yeah, when... and the good news is that a lot of times Joy and I are annoyed at each other. Yeah, that helps too. And so we can, we, you know, we can get it taken care of very quickly. No, but I was also, uh, so you were talking about me with Sarah and uh, me being annoyed at her positivity. It's not her positivity. It's the, the, the it's being too happy in the morning. Right. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, in the morning, I read the news of the day. Yeah, and it's always horrible. Well, it says. But a then fuse. I also saw mm-hmm. that you were talking about cursing. Yes, and of course, then you had to bring me up again. Yes, in the conversation about cursing, because you curse in multiple languages. It's only three, sometimes four. Yes. Well, that's because you guys are envious. You guys are curse envious because you only speak one language. I, well, I got, I got a couple. I could teach curses. you all. So, oh, you know Italian a little bit. I know, I know some curses. Yeah, I have family. 
Um, Joy curses at me in Italian. She does. It's a, we have a term of endearment. Yeah, I've heard it. You I can't, can't say, say it here. It, right? No. All right. It was Joy's birthday today. Did you give her a gift? I gave her a gift. I gave her a special gift. So over uh, the summer, I was at the Hamptons for a few days, and I went and visited Joy one afternoon. And she was in, she was in fine form that afternoon. She was entertaining and telling stories and being a great hostess. And um, she told this story. Steve was there, her husband, and she told this story about how she met when she met Steve and she fell for Steve. She said there was this guy who she had been dating who was great in bed, but the guy couldn't pronounce or spell Proust. He would say <laughs> Proust, you know. Right. The great author, philosopher, classic works. And so uh, she said she fell for Steve because Steve could spell and say Proust and was good in the sack. So I put that on a T-shirt. He could spell Proust. He could say Proust and was good in the sack. I'm assuming that was a big hit. Big hit. Big hit. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, now, the real question is, will you get a thank you note from Joy? You know what? We gotta, we gotta. That's a we'll great that. point. We gotta track that, and we gotta. But we gotta give me a little time though, because you know, like you, like I can't say it next week. No, you week. can't. You gotta give her time to but definitely I will, have not send it. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's great. I think I think uh, that'll be interesting. And you, she's never gonna send one, so that'll be good. Um, also for Joy's birthday today, we did the big tag sale, and you auctioned off a signed Gloria Estefan Barbie doll, which was great. Uh, was that your Barbie? So when the Barbies first came out, uh, which was last year, Mattel brought out uh, Gloria Barbie dolls last year. I bought a whole bunch because I always feel, you know, you know me. When there's like a, any Latino project, any Latino anything, I, I, I feel like I have to support it, right? right? Besides, I love Gloria. She's my friend. The Wait, Barbie's hold on. beautiful. Hold on. You know Gloria Estefan? Oh, shut up. Personally? Shut up. How has this never come up? Cállate. <laughs> Cállate. Continue. Continue. Um, but... So, um, I forgot what the hell I was talking about. Now you and I have lost the track. Of, oh, no, no, no. So, anyway, so I bought a whole bunch of Barbies. Right. right? And I gave, I gave them away for birthdays, for uh, Christmas. And uh, since Joy wanted something for the tag sale and she said she wanted something good, I took out one of my Gloria Barbies. And, by the way, they're now sold out. So, this is a collectible. So, whomever bids for that should know this. And I tracked down Gloria last weekend. Uh, and went over to her house on Sunday, had coffee with her and Emilio, and we caught up, and um, and she signed the Barbies, which and she was delighted to have done it, and she was very happy that uh, that we were having this. It's uh, really cool. It's really joy. cool. I love it. And um, for you any... know what else is coming out? What's that? Is a Celia Cruz Barbie. Oh, awesome! Yeah, they're not out yet. They're coming out this month. I came. I went online and I bought ten of those. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, for anyone who wants to bid on the Gloria Barbie um, that is signed. We have a link on the description of this day's episode for the podcast, and you can go on there and you can bid on it. And I think uh, I think that'll command a hefty price. And there's a, a picture of, of Gloria signing the Barbie. Yes, that I took. Yes, very. So cool. that people know that it wasn't me in my you know closet with a gold sharpie pretending to be signing for Gloria. No, it's 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 uh, verified with a photo, and it's very very cool. So uh, definitely go on and, and check that out. Also today, I won an auction by accident, which is ridiculous, <laughs> and. I, I mean, to be clear, it's a very good cause that Joy was raising money for. It's the retreat. It's it's uh, to help pe- victims of domestic abuse, and I'm happy to make a donation. However, if I'm going to spend the money, I did not want to spend it on a signed photo of the six of you. My, I mean, 
You should have bet on the Gloria Barbie. I, I maybe I, maybe I still will. I, I just I'm sitting here. I had no intention of actually winning. I was trying to goose up the audience to keep the bidding going. And as soon as I put my paddle on, it just stopped dead. And that, that always makes me very nervous. And I know people are always doing that yeah. in auctions, right? They're like, okay, you know, let's get the enthusiasm out. Let's uh, and they do that. I never do that. And sometimes I've been asked to do that. You know, come on. If you do it, people will notice you're doing it. I'm like, hell to the no. Well, because I'll raise my hand and then I'll, you know, I'll end up buying the, I don't know what, you know, hike up the Inca Trail. Lesson learned. I, I used to go to, uh, I go to parties that had silent auctions a lot. And I was always a sucker for a silent auction because I get excited about something and I get competitive. I want to win. So I'd put a bid down and then I'd spend the rest of the party just praying somebody outbids me the rest of the, the time. And I'd, I'd walk by and kind of whisper out loud, wow, that's pretty cheap. I hope they don't get away with that one and then try to get people to do I it. Always, I always, I, I think auctions are very, uh, auctions make me nervous. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you know, when you're, when you're at these uh, events and there's auctions, you're usually drinking. And so then when you're drinking, <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're doing and you're, you know, you're, you're bidding and all sorts of things. And then you come home and you've won the trip to God knows what, and you look at the fine trim, uh, yeah. print and you can't go this date and you can't do that. And it's, you know, and the, yeah, I mean, it's a thing. Yeah, no, and, and it's filled with poisonous snakes and yeah, exactly. whatever whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's definitely. You know, I was going to go, I was looking at where I was going to, uh, for, for what I want to do for Christmas and where I want to go. And um, since my mom died, I, 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 you know, she remember she died right around Christmas. Yeah, I do. I don't like uh, celebrating Christmas that much. I, it's, I'm, I think I'm going to get back there, but right now I'd rather kind of just not deal with it. And uh, so I wanted to f- figure out where I was going to go on vacation. And I like going places that I haven't been or places that I just love so much that I want to repeat. So I was looking at Australia. Oh, wow. And you said, because that's like, snakes. I mean, there Poisonous are everything. so many things in Australia that can kill you. Yeah. Everything can like kill every, you. Like everything can kill you. Every time I open up Instagram, there's some sort of story about a huge snake coming out of the toilet or coming out of the ceiling or being wrapped around a fan. I mean, so anyway, so, so I decided to go to a much safer place like Africa. Oh, there we go. Yeah, nothing ever happened there. Yeah. Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow 
grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. So... Yesterday on the show, you weren't here, but we talked about this new trend of women wanting to look their age by going gray and wearing no makeup. This was not a particularly popular uh, thing at the table. What, what, would you ever do that? No. No. I mean, I, for, I am, uh, I get my hair colored almost every three weeks, every four weeks. <laughs> I am completely white under this. Oh, I mean, really? I'm, yes. I am prematurely white. Oh, I'm, I had I, no idea. Oh, I am a sil- I'm probably the person with the most amount of white hair uh, on the view. I'm 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 Anderson Cooper. I am the Latina Anderson Cooper, <laughs> a chubby Latina Anderson Cooper. That's who I am. I think you probably look really striking and great. Well, you're never gonna see it. No, if you sure. want to have my picture photoshopped, then you can figure it out. But I, it's never. Going- I kind of admire it because it's it's a. Yeah. Uh, listen, it it takes money, time, dedication. It is a project. To be keep up with the gray hairs, but I'm I'm not there. I'm not there. I mean, I'm, how old were you when you went gray? I have been going. I think I've had gray hair since I was in my early twenties. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't have one gray hair until I started working here. Not one. You know, I actually know that's true because I've seen the pictures. Yeah, no, I mean it's unbelievable. It, I've aged like a second term president. It's really, <laughs> it, it's really something else. Um, all right, we also have to talk about Kevin McCarthy because we didn't get to talk to you about it this week. What are your thoughts about him being voted out as Speaker of the House? Were you surprised it happened? Um, are you enjoying the chaos? Are you concerned about where it's going to land? What, what are you thinking? All of the above. Yeah. Um, all of the above. I mean, I, I, I am, um, I guess I am somewhat a little surprised, even though I shouldn't be, that this could actually happen. 
it shouldn't be surprising because we knew this was going to happen when Kevin McCarthy, back in January after 15 rounds of voting, agreed to have just one person be able to present a motion to throw him out. I was surprised, uh, somewhat surprised, and again, I shouldn't be because that woman uh, talks out of both sides of her mouth, but Nancy Mays had been here the day before. Right. I had asked her the question the day before if she was going to vote um, to get rid of McCarthy, and she said she didn't know. Um, McCarthy referenced Nancy Mace on our show in his speech the next day. And uh, which, of course, is all you care about. Forget about democracy and the good of the country. All you care about is view mentions. Sure. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so, look, I'm 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 frankly horrified by the chaos of Congress, uh, by the paralysis of Congress. I'm horrified by the clown show that it has become, uh, by the lack of serious policy being developed, by the disrespect uh, of the institution. But at the same time, I can't bring myself to have any sympathy for Kevin McCarthy. Right. Because he sold his soul and other body parts to the MAGA movement, to these whack jobs. He emboldened them. He helped get them elected. He actually raised millions of dollars for Nancy Mays. He raised millions of dollars for some of these people to reelect them in their tough districts. And they turned back and they, you know, sting him and they bite him, bite the hand that fed them. So I don't have any sympathy for Kevin McCarthy. Because I think he, too, has been a clown. And because you cannot have a Speaker of the House who has no moral compass, who has kind of no, you know, gravitas that way. But it, but it's very concerning. And, you know, yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine from Panama mm-hmm. uh, who's a very successful uh, businessman down there in Panama. And he was expressing shock and dismay at what's going on in the United States. And I think we don't realize what this is meaning to our standing and our reputation as a world leader and world democracy around the world. Yeah, I People think are looking at us like, you know, what in the world is going on in the United States? I get asked that question every time I travel out of the country yeah. or every time I talk to somebody who's a, from a you know foreign country, I get asked that question. What is happening in the United States? That's been going on 10 years now, that question every time you go out, I'm sure. What do you, do you have any predictions on who's gonna get it? You know, it's given the strength of Trump and the party, it's hard for me to imagine that now that he's in, endorsed Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan won't get it. But I don't know. The part that I don't know is what the, the moderates in the Republican Party are going to do. Right. I, for example, I'm from Florida District 26. My uh, representative is a, a moderate or she tries to portray herself as a moderate Republican. My district is a swing district. It will not play well to have a Speaker Jim Jordan in in those swing districts. So I don't know if those Republicans, those moderate Republicans in swing districts, are going to, to will, are going to yeah. be protecting themselves, or voting with Trump, or or doing what. Either way, you know, it's one of these things of be careful what you wish for because you just may get it. And so you know, be careful of wishing that Kevin McCarthy wasn't Speaker because what might come behind him might be even worse. I think Jim Jordan is incredibly polarizing uh, and uh, and has been very, shown himself to be very performative, very vindictive. And talk about vindictiveness. Throwing Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer out of their hideaways, out yeah. of these little offices that are very sought petty. after. It's just so petty, but yeah. it's just, it's also so, so um, stupid, right? 
for Kevin McCarthy and like his last dying breath, his last act uh, is to get his allies to throw uh, Pelosi and Hoyer out. Kevin McCarthy has nobody to blame for the fate that he is suffering than himself. It is not Nancy Pelosi. Guess what? Nancy Pelosi had also a very unruly caucus, but they never threw her out. No. So he needs to look in the mirror and he needs to stop blaming Nancy Pelosi for his shortcomings. Absolutely. What are you up to for this weekend? Next weekend, I want to talk about, because next weekend is the New York City Wine and Food Festival. Mm -hmm. And I am hosting an event Saturday, October 14th at night called Latin Night. Um, and it is, it's going to be f Latin food and Latin music and Latin drinks. And so mojitos and margaritas and empanadas and all sorts of things. And, la and there's going to be a DJ spinning music and it's just 95 bucks, which for, uh, to get all of that in New York city on a Saturday night is practically like it, it being given away. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very fun. And I'm co-hosting with a chef who just started a new show on the Food Network. His name is Franco Noriega. His show is called Hot Dish. And if you go look at Franco, <laughs> you're going to realize why the show is called Hot Dish. Oh, papi chulo. All right. Well, and then on Monday, you'll be here, and we have Arnold Schwarzenegger with us in studio, which will be a lot of fun. He hasn't been on the show in possibly ever. I'm not sure. It's been a very long time. I like him a lot. Uh, I've, you know, I've met him a couple of times. He probably won't remember, but he used to come to Miami, and every time he came to Miami, he would come to uh, my friend's cigar company and buy cigars. Uh, Padron. He's a huge cigar smoker, um, and he. Uh, I just like that he is at a stage in his life where he kind of says and does whatever he wants. He's got yeah. that freedom. I watched his documentary. Um, it's like a three-part documentary. Yeah, it's really interesting. I saw it, too. Where did I see it? What, what streaming platform? I can't remember off the top of my head. Possibly, well, I'll have to look it up. Anyways, it, it was, it, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, Stallone has one now, too, actually, which is interesting, uh, competing documentaries. I had such a crush on Stallone uh, when uh, when I was young, when he was doing Rocky and all of that. Mm -hmm. and, then, uh, and then I met him because he lived in Miami for a while. And uh, I was kind of shocked at how... How short he was. Yeah, I'm actually taller than Sylvester Stallone. Mm, I think I'm <laughs> taller than Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I've got a great picture of uh, of with him that I absolutely love. But uh, Rocky Balboa, you can't beat that. It's mm. pretty good. All right. Well, such a pleasure as no, always. No, 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 no. We got to say something else. Thing? Okay. Listen, if you're going to let Joy um, talk about up. her her place. Okay. What do you got? Um, this T-shirt that I'm wearing. Yes. Uh, it's called Pagame, and mm -hmm. it is which means pay us in Spanish. And it is part of the National Latina Pay Equality Campaign because Latinas get paid on average 52 cents for every dollar a white man really? makes. And, uh, you know, which amounts to like a million dollars over course. a 40-year career. And yesterday I was talking about it uh, and, and a woman came up to me and said to me that she had called her supervisor and asked for a meeting to discuss pay equity because of this campaign and raising awareness. So oh, that's great. It's a very important thing. All to right. Me. Well, absolutely. Let's put some. Are you paying me my worth? I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> Got to tell you, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. All right. Um, but we'll put some information about that up too. Because um, thank think, you. Yeah, the audience should hear about that. All right. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate your time. Cha cha.
You brought it back to the studio. The energy was here. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll see you all on uh, on Monday. Thank you so Cha-cha much. Cha-cha just yawned. Yeah, okay. Well, Monday, Sonny will join me. Thank you for listening this week. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You got to rate and review these things? Yeah, definitely. Where? I, you have to show me how to you do it. You can do it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Really, anywhere you listen, you can... Uh, rate and say how... Do you have to listen to be able to rate and review? You do, which is great. Oh. Yeah. You don't like that? No. It's better. That keeps people from just trolling us. They actually have to listen. And even if you don't like us, if you listen, you're going to like us at the end. So go on. Give us five stars. Talk about how great Brian is. And uh, we'll go from there. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend and see you next week. Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tedda. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi, and the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Enza Dolce Nini, Josh Cohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez, Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer. The first ever criminal trial of a former president is underway in Manhattan. It's one of potentially four trials facing former President Trump as he makes his third bid for the White House. What do voters think about his culpability, and would a guilty verdict make a difference in the election? I'm Galen Druk, and every Monday and Thursday on the 538 Politics podcast, we break down the latest news from the campaign trail. We sort through the noise and zoom in on what really matters using data and research as we go. That's 538 Politics every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts.